0: So don't take up we won't take up yes let's be the, PUDS, in uh, This is going to be the fourth episode we've recorded today. Oh, I imagine it's going to go well. Yeah. Ep- I don't think either of oh. us are going to die or anything like that, so it's uh... Episode 25 of Pods. In the Key of... Springfield. Pods yep. in the Key of Springfield. Pardon. That's the name of our podcast, I'm James, you're Nick. I'm Nick. Oh, we haven't done that for a while. I'm Nick, by the way. Yeah, I'm James. By the way. Just in case you, uh i uh, have forgotten who is who, and we're not like <laughs> people that people know, so we need to... No, no one knows us. Yeah. And that's fine. I'd prefer to keep it that way, to be honest. <laughs> um, well, today we are looking at Season 3, Episode 8, Shash yes. Pony. And we're looking at Season 3, Episode 9, Saturdays of Thunder. Yes, the sequel to the popular Saturdays of Lightning. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, Thunder does tend to follow Lightning, so I like what you've done there. Yeah, I did what I could. Yeah, this is the uh, fourth episode we've recorded today. So if we sound a little ragged, yeah, it's uh, because today is still the day we did the Butterfinger episode. Was it? Um, so let me check. I've got the trilogy right. Saturdays yeah. of lightning, followed by Saturdays of thunder, mm. followed by Saturdays of going. Geez, that was loud. Actually, it's um, it's Sundays of rain. Sundays of rain. One. Yeah. Nice. Alright. Sweet. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's probably fine. We'll leave it in. Lisa's Pony. Lisa's Pony. Yes. Where uh, Lisa gets a pony. Mm-hmm. And then years down the track, a uh, a New York comedian makes disparaging remarks about it. And she says, I had a pony. I loved him. Yeah. We've all had ponies. Do you think our viewers will have seen Seinfeld? Our viewers are listeners. We have listeners, not viewers. Uh, I don't think our viewers will. Mm. I think our listeners will have. Okay. Either that or if, if any of our listeners are not Seinfeld's fans and they wondered why I did that voice three times, uh, they'll now know because you've explained the joke. So I think yeah, it's fine. Because there's an episode, um, The Pony Remark, where Jerry says, What's the deal with ponies? Good Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, thanks. Lisa's Pony. Let's talk about Lisa's pony. Can we talk about Lisa's pony? It had a once fun, in our goddamn lives. It had a fun thing at the start. A fun thing at the start. Yeah, the yeah. dawn of man. Did you? Did you know what that was? Oh, um, um, uh, blah. blah, 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 blah. You think? Yes. Yeah. It's on of my tongue. It's not Planet of the Apes. It's another AP one. Let's get your paws off me, you dirty ape. You can talk. Um. Oh. As soon as you tell me, I'm gonna go. Fuck it's 2001: A Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah. You're you right. see, uh, you've never watched the films of Stanley Kubrick. I'm going to assume. No. Once no. you watch the films of Stanley Kubrick, a, a lot of I'll the, I'll Simpsons, like, the Simpsons like cracks open for you. This is right. Yeah, this is uh, it. Opens with the 2001 homage, complete with like, the, the cinematic aspect ratio, mm. which is very nice. I uh, do enjoy when they when they change aspect ratio. Yeah? You like a good aspect ratio? I do like a good What's favorite ratio. What's your favourite aspect ratio? This is a question that I feel confident you will have an answer to. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you do not watch films, you strike me as a person. Will I have a preferred aspect ratio? Um, I do have a preferred aspect ratio. Of course you do. What my, is it? My, I like mm. uh, 16 by 9. You like 16 by 9? Uh, one of the reasons I l- have come to like 16 by 9 mm. is so you know how um, old. Uh, like standard film photos mm. were all four by three. Yep. And then when uh, digital cameras and mobile phones started coming out, and they started introducing sixteen by nine, around the time that monitors became widescreen, and a lot of them were sixteen by nine. Yeah. I was like, I really enjoy this sleeker, narrower, wider kind of situation. Uh, sorry, narrower vertically and wider horizontally. Um, I really enjoy that presentation. And now, sometimes I see people, including a couple of my friends, who have their phone set to 4x3. Not a fan. Set it to 16x9. And people always say, oh, but what if I want to get these photos printed? You won't. You never will get the photos printed. <clears throat> I'm... Uh... a <laughs> One thing I enjoy about our friendship is I know I can ask you a question as banal as what is your favorite aspect ratio, and you will have an answer that will take at least a minute and a half <laughs> to provide, and, <laughs> and we'll throw someone under the bus. <laughs> not, not just an answer, but a philosophy <laughs> yeah. which involves a mild degree yeah. of hating Which will my always friends. be very specific yep. and based on a thing that annoyed you once, like a few years ago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you adopted wholesale. Absolutely. It's good. I think it's good. If anyone uh, on the Twitters wants to disagree with me, please let me know. I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear a good defense of four by three for, especially for phone camera photos. I'd like to hear a good defense other than. But what if I want to get it printed? Well, there we go. If you are following us on Twitter at Key Springfield, <laughs> and, and you would like to hit us up with your. Uh, Your 4-3 defense. If you are following us on Twitter and you are equally tedious... (laughs) Maybe just hit up Nick specifically for this one. I really have no horse in this race. Or pony, as it were. The pony. So so you've got no no favourite aspect ratio? I don't have a preferred aspect ratio. I just like the images to be on the screen. On the screen. On the screen. Interesting. In this episode, Homer gets a phone call from little Lisa... You know, I've left pubs before because their TV has been set to the wrong aspect ratio. That is in no way surprising to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just think, well, why would I order a beer from you if you can't get your TV right? I find I spend a lot of time watching the TV if it's on in the pub. Oh. And I just accept whatever conditions. I remember one time we were at a pub and they were playing some sort of like sex documentary on the TV, just quite openly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's happened to me at more than one pub, to be yeah. honest. Um. That's always fun. And one time I was in a bar with this this um this woman I'd been seeing for about a month, and the pilot of Under the Dome was playing on the TV, and I kind of wanted to watch that show. <laughs> I remember sitting there like just kind of watching it, and realizing I was more interested in this show that was on mute than the woman I was with. I thought, well, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> this isn't a, this isn't a good sign. Yeah. An hour and, later we broke up. It was perfect. And then it reminded you of the Simpsons movie and how much you love it, and then it reminded you of how much I hate it, and that made you laugh. Yeah. Good times uh, were had by all. Uh pubs, 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 TVs I had a follow up anecdote, but it's gone. And if it comes back to you you can just uh interject in whatever prescient point I'm making. Oh I will about uh Lisa and her pony. She rings up homie Lisa's uh, pony. Yep, she needs the read so Homer goes to King Toots. King Toots. Which is right next to Moe's Tavern. Now, has King Toots always been next to Moe's Tavern? It, it's there sometimes, and it's sometimes not. Sometimes, Have we seen this in a previous episode? I, uh, I don't know that we've seen King Toots previously. I'm just wondering if, if they had some, the... Sometimes there's a, like a a blank car park kind of situation on, on that side of Moe's Tavern. Maybe I haven't been paying enough attention, but mm. I am wondering if they set this up in advance thinking if we put a music store next to Moe's, we can use that uh-huh. later on. Yeah, that would be interesting. I wonder if they did that. Maybe. I don't know who would even be in charge of that decision, though. I guess yeah. the showrunner. Whoever the showrunner was back then. Maybe King Toot himself, I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe. I mean, King Toot sounds like the name of a big fart to me. An absolute King Toot. Yes. Yes, excellent. Um, and the guy who runs King Toot has one of my favourite lines, I happen to be that moron. I happen to be... Yeah, I can't do his voice. Yeah. He's got a funny moustache, though. I happen to be that moron. <laughs> I happen to be that moron. One of those. Yeah. One of those was close. It's going more for a Werner Herzog if it didn't really get there either. Oh, our old mate Warnie Hedgehog. Yeah, Warnie Hedgehog. I mentioned... How many times have I mentioned Werner Herzog on this show? Um, enough for me to know that I can pull up my joke of... <laughs> <laughs> Warnie Hedgehog. Warnie Hedgehog. Yeah. Okay. Well uh there's a school talent show happening and that seems like a nightmare. Have you ever had to go to like any sort of school talent show? Not like, since an I was, adult. Not since I was at school, no. No, they're grim. They're not not fun. since leaving school. No. The I can't thing imagine is, them being fun. There's always like one kid who's super talented. Sure. And everyone's just there for that kid. Sure, 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 and, you sure. You know, sure. like you have like King a child who you're related to who's in the thing and after he's like, Well, did you see that kid? That kid's a maniac. Look at the magic that that kid is capable of. Mm. 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 And obviously, if your sister still listens to this, then she is the talented one that yeah, everyone is going she to say. Right? Yeah. yeah, she knows hey, yeah, that, that, that. Yeah, she knows that. No doubt, fine. no doubt. That's fine. Uh, I really like the line where Skinner's watching Milhouse tap himself with a spoon, and he says, terrible, just terrible. You know, they seem to get worse every year. This is another one of those Simpsons who are in my life things, because mm. terrible, just terrible is my reaction to a lot of things. Uh, and I feel like... Maybe the fact that lines like this exist mean that I go for the description of terrible more often than I should. Maybe right I reach that. right for that. Not quite the top shelf, but, you know, like, third from the top shelf. Sure. Yeah, I take down terrible when I just mean, you know, not very good, maybe. Interesting. Has The Simpsons rewired my brain so completely? Has it redefined terrible for you? Has it redefined terrible? I feel like if I saw an article saying has The Simpsons redefined terrible, I would be thinking, oh, God, what's Harry Shearer done now? Harry Shearer? Yeah. <laughs> You would think it was him. Well, I mean, hasn't he been the one that there's been recent? Because he, he does Apu, doesn't he? No, that's um, oh. Hank Azaria, I think. Hank Azaria. Maybe it's not Hank Azaria. Oh, well, I, I apologise. Harry Shearer's not I apologize. Arpoo, though, I apologise sure. to Harry Shearer for getting him caught in the crossfires. <laughs> I, I just mean, if I, you know, you said the phrase, symptoms Simpsons redefined terrible, and i will be like, well, that would be an indicator to me that something had blown up. Well, that recent episode we watched was very bad. I don't know if it redefined terrible, but it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah, you can hear that on the Simpsons Index. One of the episodes, sixty-six, I think. Sure. Uh, I also think, though, there is a certain comedic value into overstating the terribleness of, of very mundane things. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So terrible, just terrible. Just terrible. Why is Bleeding comes to Murphy a judge at this talent show? Well, it's interesting you say that because initially I thought it's because the talent show would have a musical component. But then they just could have got Mr. Largo for that. Yeah, but they've I guess they need Bleeding gums to assess the jazz qualities of the My Dingling kid. Uh, can I say I'm done with the My Dingling kid? You're done with the My Dingling kid? Done with the My Dingling kid. You're not a fan of My Dingling. My Dingling, I want you to play with My Dingling. <laughs> um, it's been overquoted for me. Overquoted? us <coughs> delve deep into Dingling. Too many people refer to Dingling too often. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not hearing much ding-a-ling chatter in my everyday life. I, I mean, it's not in not in everyday life. I mm. think that just when you mention Simpsons, mm. sometimes the response is the ding-a-ling thing, mm. the the, the ling thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm just it's it's not a standout moment it's to played me. Played out for you, ding-a-ling? It's Played out. It's played out. It's done. I think I've always enjoyed it just for the weird blatancy of it I think early on in The Simpsons there's some very weirdly just like very specific references to penises Mm. that are weird and juvenile and I Mm. kind of enjoy there's this one there's Ned saying to Homer hey homie I can see your doodle see I can see your doodle is good I enjoy that one yep but you've never you've never busted out dingling in the bedroom as a line oh no you've never you know serenaded no oh, well, With my ding No My ding I want you to Look, play I'm not gonna sit here and kink shame those who do it's With just, my ding It's just not a thing It's just not a thing that appeals to me Just not a ding thing that appeals to you It's just not a ding-a-thing that appeals to l- my-ling Okay, well we can put ding in the vault then We right. can lock it away Oh, we're putting it in a vault Never again reference the ding a kid um, do you think that if this, if The Simpsons was dubbed into another language, do they change that bit? And then, if you can say them, if you can say that bit in both languages, are you my by My my by <laughs> Are you my by <laughs> did, Is the question you're did, asking me? Did you enjoy watching the cogs of my butterfingered brain <laughs> clunking their way through that conjunction? I did. I did yes. indeed. I'd say it was portmantorable. For me. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This act is over. I, I like my dingaling kid, but that's okay. He can he can fuck right off. Oh. No, he can look, go in the vault. If, if you like him, whatever. Put him up on a pedestal with fucking Danny DeVito. See if I can. Hey, he's not on the same level as Daniel DeVito. Let's not... You sure? Let's not conflate ding a in DeVito. <laughs> you've got ding you've got DeVito, <laughs> yeah. and never the twain shall ding a meets. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's basically a joke. <laughs> I'm down with it. I mean, it's got the rhythm of a joke, <laughs> yeah. if nothing else. It's got the cadence of humour. <laughs> oh... Oh, ah, did I tell you about the joke that I heard? So I was listening to one, one day of um, cricket commentary on ABC national radio. Sure. And the, one of the commentators told a joke and everyone laughed in the commentary box, like the other three-ish people, two or three, they all laughed and it really annoyed me because it's genuinely not a joke. Tell me the joke, Nick. Now. I've seen other people t- talk about this as well online, so I wasn't the only one that caught it. And because I've seen other people talk about it, I know that I'm getting the words right. Okay. Why was the rabbit asleep in the fridge? Because 789. Because it's a Westinghouse. Okay, so the joke here is that rabbits have a Bugs Bunny, but that's an Elmer Fudd line. That's an... Exactly. Yeah. The problem is there are so many elements that you need to make that joke work and none of them are in the framework of the joke Mm. because it either implies that the audience or the speaker or the rabbit have a speech impediment, Mm. but none of that is set up in the thing. Yeah. It needs another line in there where, like, someone... Opens the fridge. There's a rabbit. Hey, wh- what are you? I'm a rabbit. What are you doing in my... sleep? sleep in my fridge. It's a Westinghouse. Like... It would only be if... If Elmer Fudd was the one saying the last line and he had stored the rabbit in the fridge. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Then but, you've got... At least the framework of a proper joke. Not a good one. Mm, no, not a good one. But it's a joke at that point. But yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, I understand that doing live sporting commentary for for many hours is going to be a difficult thing to do. But they all laughed and I was sitting there going, it's not a joke. You haven't got the elements for a fucking, it, like, it, relies, it relies on the audience putting so many pieces together themselves. Anyway, sorry. So, uh, there's a... Kind of it's neat that we ended up pairing these episodes up and we put Treehouse of Horror as its own theme because these, uh, Lisa's Pony and Saturday's of Thunder, which is, by the way, the Soapbox Derby episode, yes. are both episodes about Homer realizing he needs to be a better dad to each of his kids. That is good. Three! We have three kids, Homer! So it's a nice pairing. This one, I think, is maybe a little more effective than the other one in some ways. hmm Uh, I think, uh... Homer realising that he sucks as a father Is a good little thing to be doing In the third season of the show Sounds about right He fucks up picking up that reed Because he goes and drinks a beer in four minutes Yep And the store is closed He gets there Lisa is fucking it up on her wacky sacks Mm -hmm. And Homer decides That he needs to buy her a pony Which is acknowledged immediately As a quick fix solution Uh That you know Is not actually an effective parenting technique even though it does kind of work in the end, because he really dedicates himself yeah. to the uh, to the process of actually making Lisa happy through yeah, this. Yeah, that's interesting. It ends up not being a quick fix, because he has to work very hard to maintain it. That's actually a really good point, because the resolution doesn't come from the quick fix plan. It comes from the subsequent dedication to keep the quick fix plan afloat. Hmm. Huh. 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 Uh... There's some weird stuff in this one. There's a lot of reused animation in this episode. Mm -hmm. The really weird one for me is early on, it shows a little montage of uh, Homer playing with his daughter, Lisa, Mm -hmm. and he uses a hairdryer on her for some reason, Mm. and this is a reused animation from season one, when he uses a hairdryer on Barge to dry the tears in his eyes after Nelson has punched him in the face 11 times. Yes. But this time it's Lisa, so I've just reskinned it a little bit. It's the mm. same face, same hair blowing back. Mm. Now it's Lisa wearing a dress. Yeah, it's odd. Uh, is could this be some sort of alternate dimension or omelet egg flip thing? Oh, omelet egg flip, Lisa. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Um, I mean, I can't see any other reason for it, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't just be reusing animation cells. The Simpsons had a big budget. They've got a lot of money. They don't need to do that, bro. And I frankly resent that you would even suggest. And especially when, if they were gonna reuse, like, mm. I don't know, it just it, It's a very odd because I think, um, I think I always thought it was a homage to a previous parenting
1: Situation, moment of Homer. Yes, yep.
0: Um, But if it's actually reused animation, that's very, very strange. Yeah, it would have to be, surely. Yeah, probably. It'd be very weird to animate that exact exact moment twice. Yeah. Yeah. And there are quite a few reused uh, scenes throughout The Simpsons. You notice a lot of scenes of, like, just one of the kids saying something or Bart and Lisa Mm. on the couch laughing, repeat over and over again. But that one's really egregious. Mm. Then there's another one later on where Lisa rings up Homer... While he's at work, mm. and it's very clearly Lisa with the mumps mm. from Buzz. Dog gets an F. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's sitting there in her pajamas in the middle of the day with with big puffy cheeks. Big puffy cheeks. Mm. Strange. I had a puffy cheek. <laughs> Egg flip. <laughs> yes. Egg flip, or perhaps the um. In previous episodes, I talked about as well as the egg flip, the one of the multiverse theory. Yeah, multiverse theory, Rick and Morty theory. I don't want to call it the Rick and Morty theory. (laughs) No, that's okay. Um, The the multiverse theory where maybe there was a universe that split, and she went from having mumps to in one universe owning a a pony, and then another universe. Yeah, just went having the blanket destroyed. Yeah, well, maybe she just had the lumps from the mumps. You know lumps is plural mumps is singular think about it it's interesting it's not interesting don't know why I brought it up it's That's because it's part of the uh, the topic I've been teaching God my life is not interesting you've been teaching a topic to God it's part of the topic I've been teaching God I've been teaching mumps studies mumps M- yeah. mumps 101 yeah the study of mumps yes moors moops ah um <laughs> Seinfeld. More, more Seinfeld references than I was anticipating in this <laughs> what's the deal with uh, the, the mumps <laughs> I really enjoyed that Homer says snuff and then yep. the lights go out and he smiles and his big white teeth are glowing in the dark I'm a big fan of jokes about being able to see cartoon character eyes in the dark it's big, always funny to me big fan big old fan big old fan and then Homer buys a pony. Now the interesting thing about the pony, yes, the pony cost five thousand dollars. Five thousand um, dollars, The enormous apology Sunday Mount Bellyache that Homer buys for Lisa, yeah, of which she eats a single spoon, mm. cost eighty-eight dollars. So for the cost of the pony, you could buy $56.8 mount belly aches It's a lot of ice cream yeah except of course you couldn't buy 0.8 of a mount belly ache so you could buy a 56 and then you'd have some change maybe they'd give you a discount on the 57th if you can order that much ice cream I'm sure they would have some sort of bulk discount I don't know that they would so what do you think is like the uh... the absolute limit of ice cream that I could eat no what's the two f- spoons <laughs> two spoons I hate ice cream you hate ice cream oh, I've seen you eat ice cream yeah I know and did you notice the, the begrudging look on my face what? I'm not an ice cream fan. This is news to me. You used to have ice cream <laughs> in your house. Like, oh, I feel like a Magnum. Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry. I, You're I not will... a fan of, like, scoops? <laughs> I will make an exception for the following. Okay. Uh, Chalk-bent Cornettos. Sure. Boysenberry drumsticks. I don't think Cornetto does a Boysenberry. Um, caramel Magnums. Mm-hmm. And occasionally one of those connoisseur ones, like the the um, the honey. I McAdams. feel like I've seen you go to a Copenhagen ice cream place and buy ice cream and enjoy uh, it. Ah, only boysenberry. Okay, but the the idea of having a tub of ice cream in my freezer that I take scoops out mm. of and put them in a bowl, that doesn't appeal to me at all. So if you had say like those little Butterfinger ice cream cups, you wouldn't enjoy them. Can we not mention the B word? <laughs> Alright, cross off my Mount Bellyache slash horse conversion. <laughs> Tress McNeil plays the stable owner, I mm. think. Is she a stable owner? I think she's a stable owner. I think she's stable and that she owns things. Nice. And I think one of those things might be a stable. Sure. Uh, great performance there. Really like Tress McNeil. There was one line that you really liked. I forget what it was. Um... Uh, her likeness graces a stamp in Tanzania Yeah, you just really like the pronunciation of Tanzania there, I Dan-za-nia. think Tanzania Tanzania It's a very, very fun way of saying Tanzania Yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's a very fun way of saying Armand Tanzarian There is a um Armand Van Helden Now, after, after the 2001 Sheldon Sheldon Cooper, sure The Bank Theory Yeah Uh, After the 2001 thing at the start, there's also a Godfather parody scene in this. Oh, the horse's head. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. That's a weird thing to put in there. Good Scream, though, by Yardley. Yardley Smith, if you're out there. Yardley Smith. Really like your scream. Hello. Quite like your podcast as well. Uh, What is it? Small Town Dicks, I think it's called. It's a true crime podcast. It's pretty good. Oh, nice. It's kind of... It's odd because you hear... uh, Stories about horrific murders, and then you hear Lisa Simpson's voice just uh, interesting pop in, and it's like, oh, how did he get killed? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, so the axe was lodged in his skull. It's uh, is it something? Huh. huh? It's good though. It's a good yeah. true crime podcast. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that genuinely. isn't you yeah, I could be very inauthentic about something like this, but no, it's actually good. Mm. Mm. Uh, I remember what it felt like to think that things were good. Yeah, it's been a while. Mm. It's been. Oh wow. Lisa naming her pony Princess. Sure, I think that's interesting. Why is that? Because it's a very un Lisa name. But it's very appropriate for an eight-year-old. It's very appropriate for a horse that belongs to an eight-year-old girl. Yes. Uh, but yes, you're right. It is not very Lisa. I don't feel like Lisa would be a supporter of the monarchy in general. I wouldn't have thought so. I don't think the royal family gets her gets her blood going. They're they're not getting a <laughs> doesn't get a blue blood going. They're yeah. not get they're not getting a pass with Lisa Simpson. Yeah, I don't think Lisa is a supporter of the royals. No. There's a scene in this episode that really resonated with my childhood. Please. It reminded me of being a child. Do you remember being a child? Was it when you got a pony? It was when I got a pony. And then um, I found his head in my bed the next morning. Oh, that's awkward. Yeah, blood everywhere. Oh. I shouldn't have pissed off Marlon Brando. Um, is that an actor from The Godfather? Yeah, he's the, go- he's the eponymous godfather. The eponymous godfather? Yeah. He's the one who made the offer that the other guy couldn't refuse. Ah, oh. Yeah he had the orange slice in his mouth. It's a good you haven't seen The Godfather, it's a good movie. I haven't seen The Godfather, no. Okay, okay. It's good. Or The Godfather two or three. I don't need to tell you The Godfather's good. You're aware that The Godfather is good. You probably don't believe The Godfather is good, but you're aware of the uh sure. the cultural view that The Godfather is good. I understand that people think the Godfather is good, yes. Yes <laughs> I enjoy that by saying People think it's good It automatically sounds like I am just Completely shitting on it Yeah but it definitely sets off Something in my Internal systems Yes uh, Yes it does There's a scene here Of grandpa sitting on the floor Next to the TV Learning how to play A video game a from video Bart. Game. And I feel like Sitting by a TV Watching an older Family member Learn how to play A video game While they Sort of condescendingly deride the whole experience of playing the game and that suggests that this is like a skill that is impossible for them to learn or is, you know, something other from what they are and what they understand life to be. It's a very familiar feeling to me. Mm -hmm. Just the feeling of like, you know, an adult who's sort of like trying to pretend like this is a skill that only you as a young person can adopt but doing it in a way that's like condescending in a way they don't realize it is. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about that that scene before we watched it today because we watched a few clips of um, some old Zara Simpsons video games for an upcoming Eat My Shorts. Yeah. And there were things because when you've got that very early 90s video game thing it's now a video game design language which is not my primary video game design language, right? Yeah. It's uh, it the, the game was requiring the player to do things which to me didn't make sense like jump off the side of the screen and just presume that a landing platform would be available to you in the next screen. Yep. That seems like a very odd thing to me. So I was watching that thinking, wow, if there was someone in front of me who knew what, how to play this game, I have a feeling I would be the old adult saying, but why? Why are you doing that? I don't understand why that's the decision that you've come to. That's how I felt um, when I learned about Vine for the first time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was very confused by the concept of Vine and the fact that there were people who were getting famous on Vine. I feel like now I understand Vine. Now that Vine is dead, I get it. Yeah, Vine was good. But it took you until Vine died? I would say, I think it was the, when they announced the death of Vine, I read so much about the death of Vine and saw so many Vines coming out. I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah, This was like a space for uh, non-traditional comedy voices to emerge. Okay, that's cool. Have you got a favourite Vine? I do, but it's almost impossible to describe. It's like, a... it's got a song going in the background that goes, oh. "You make me feel," ah, I, uh, I don't know how to do the song, but or, it's, okay, yes. it starts with this kid dancing to the song. Sure. Pans over to this guy who's like making these like fish mouth sort of motions that seem to be in line with the song. That pans over to a dog who starts yawning perfectly timed. Oh, that's with good. With the The crescendo. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. My favorite vine... Somebody will understand that. Somebody (laughs) who listens to this will have seen that vine. Uh, My favorite vine is um, uh, there's someone diving into a pool. Yeah. And then the camera operator puts their hand out um, in front of the camera and clutches. Mm. And then there's obviously like a, a pause edit, right? and you don't see the person land in the pool you just see the hand clutching over where the person is going then the uh, the camera operator turns the angle of the arm changes relative to the pool they release their hand and the diver appears to come out of their hand and land in the pool in a different spot huh. it looks like the diver is being caught and moved and thrown but it's just clever editing of video and stuff okay that's neat it was it's a pretty cool vine Okay, well, Vine's coming back in some capacity. There's a Vine 2 coming. Oh, really? Is it? Yeah. Vine 2, to Vine 2 Furious? Exactly, yes. Excellent. There's some sort of Vine thing happening. Uh, what else happens? Uh, Homer gets a job at the Quick E March. The Quick E March. With his uh, buddy Apu. This is the start of the whole Apu gets shot a lot thing. There's a lot of references to Apu being oh, shot yeah. in this episode, and the fact that Homer is replacing someone who was shot and killed on the job. Mm. A young man, too. Mm. It's grim. Pretty grim, yeah. Yeah, it's a grim uh, reminder that the terrifying lack of gun control in America is, to some extent, a joke to a lot of the people there. Mm, That's a good point. Although things have gone a lot more serious since, you know, it really ramped up. I mean, like, I think Columbine recently slipped out of, like, the ten worst, like, Mm. mass shooting incidents in the US. Mm. So, you know, it's a bit bit odd now. All these jokes about how often Apu gets shot on the job... Oh, speaking of things that have now been ma- that, uh, jokes that have now been made very odd. Yeah, um, I don't like that when Homer is putting in the effort to uh, get Lisa on his side pre-Pony. Yeah, um, he makes some comment about how oh, but if I do any more of these girly things, I'm going to turn you know fruity. Yeah, nah. Nah. Yeah, there's a lot of that sort of thing in every 90s sitcom, in I every think. every 90s sitcom. Basically every single thing that culture produced between the dawn of time and about 2013. I was interested to see where <laughs> yeah. you were going to put that timestamp. But yeah, everything is awful and uh, we love you all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Homer gets very tired and I feel like this is the fourth episode we've recorded today. Yes, the light in the house is starting to fade right now. We've yes, recorded a lot. It is actually. Uh, I feel like maybe an episode about like the benefits of resting properly <laughs> was an interesting choice at this juncture. <laughs> <doctor. laughs> so the last episode we did was a nightmare caused by eating too much sugar, which we <laughs> which we've happened. Yeah, which was then, the result of the previous episode, and then today we've had. Um, the benefits of rest. Oh yeah. God! <laughs> Damn you, cruel irony! But it's impressive that Homer can drive his car while asleep, because you see him nodding off in the car, but he mm. still manages to get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's—I think that is one of my favourite—and I'm not putting this forward as a niche position. I think it's a, the favourite uh, dream sequence of a lot of Simpsons fans. Uh, lovely colour palette nice Mm. music very pleasant animation just a really beautiful sequence it's a really beautiful little sequence The Simpsons is good sometimes Lisa's Pony is a good episode I think Lisa's Pony I don't know if that's a controversial position but I also feel like um, no I feel like Lisa's Pony is good when I was a kid because kids are fucking garbage I feel like I didn't watch the Lisa heavy episodes anywhere near as much because you didn't want to become too fruity exactly yes because The Simpsons had taught me that I would if I Watch too many Lisa episodes. Therein lies the irony. Yes, I feel like, you know, as a kid, Lisa was the one I felt like I could identify with the least who actually got episodes, because there's very few Marge episodes. Sure, yes. So I would tend to not watch them as avidly. And I think it's a fairly common thing where, as an adult, you realise the Lisa episodes actually have the most sort of uh, Mm. stuff going on of Mm. any of them. And I think you're far closer to Lisa than to any of the other characters anyway. You're thoughtful. You have a good sense of what's right and wrong. You I can, had to give up that pony. You can play a bitch and saxophone. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all. Just, all of that's true. You're just 100 percent Lisa. Yeah, I uh, James 100 Lisa 100 Lisa. I have that note that says you are Lisa Simpson. See you in the car. Yeah, I've got that one as well. Yep. I uh, I did go through that happy phase. Of course, mm-hmm. I uh, I dated Nelson Months for a while. Didn't go well? Didn't go well. No. Um, have you got any more on Lisa's Pony? No. Season 3, Episode 9, Saturdays. Saturdays, Saturdays, Saturdays. Oh, Thunder, Thunder, Thunder. Thunder. I thought you were going to start singing that song that I don't like. We didn't. Nope. I legitimately don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's a new pop song that mentions Thunder, and that's really boring. She's on Thunder. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great to take songs that have natural elements in them and we <laughs> just switch it to other natural elements? Just take all the songs of, what was it, Earth, Wind and Fire, that band, is and that, make that a band? Earth, yeah, <laughs> Mega Earth, Wind and Thunder. Yeah. Oh, your sex is on thunder. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're all just about fire, though, that's the problem. Yeah, well, um... Uh, like a bridge over troubled thunder. <laughs> bridge over troubled fire, I think, would be the really troublesome bridge. Oh, that'd be a mad troublesome bridge. Yeah. Uh, oh, the river caught fire. <laughs> Paul Newman's going to have me legs uh, broke. How do we put out this flaming river? Water? But it'll, it's It's water that could, Anyway. anyway. Um, so this starts with an infomercial yep. for spiffy cleaning products. Yeah, yeah, it's a part of an episode of I Can't Believe They Invented It, which features a foam dome, a hat with a can of beer on either side. Yeah, did it exist at the time this episode aired, or did somebody (sighs) see it and say, well, this obviously should exist? I don't know, actually. That's a really interesting question. Because it's quite ubiquitous at this point. It's very ubiquitous. I've got 17 of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't believe that, but I think you have at least two. At least two? Yeah. Somewhere between two and 17? Yeah. That's the believable band in which I'm working. Yeah, 13. 17. Okay. Um, so oh, I was going to talk about infomercials. Okay. Um, do you have a top three favorite infomercials? A top three? Are <laughs> throwing this at me with, with, with no <laughs> one? <order>. Number three. <laughs> uh, I'm a fan of any infomercial that shows people really struggling to do very simple things oh isn't it great even like putting a lid on a saucepan and they manage to burn their house down in the process <laughs> yeah I just love you know it. they try to get a chip out of the uh, the bowl and the whole thing falls over or they yeah okay yeah, so just... they're trying to wash their windows but the windows shatter or you know they're just trying to get the grouch out of their shower but like their wife leaves them you know that sort of thing <laughs> Yeah, struggling to do manual tasks. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wouldn't that be great if those ads were just like somebody's, you know, like struggling to clean a plate, so like their wife just walks in and hands them divorce papers so and walks out. <laughs> uh, they like shrug their shoulders an exaggerated way and start uh-huh. crying. Do you find that you have hard-to-water plants, and then it's just like their nan dies? Um, so, in number- do you find that you can never find the remote? Their <laughs> no, kids just leave, <laughs> kids, never to be seen again. Kids leave because they're bored by what's on TV. Uh, we've sought an emancipation proclamation. We're getting away from you as a parent. <laughs> they're uh, going to work with like some salsa on their shirt and get fired. <laughs> number three on my list is the Ronco rotisserie. Ronco rotisserie. So this is the one. Oh, you actually have a top three all planned out. Okay. I do. Okay. So so this is an American infomercial, which you may have seen. You may rem- rem- You may recognize from the tagline, "Set it and forget it." Okay. This is like the thing that's the size of like a toaster oven, like a benchtop toaster oven. Yeah. But it's a fully functioning rotisserie and it comes with like 400 attachments. So you can do anything from like, you know, a four kilo roast beef all the way down to like prawns in a basket, which spin. (laughs) And they've got like on the set for this infomercial is great because they've got... 20 of these bloody rotisserie ovens Yeah. and he just keeps going around loading up recipe after recipe and then just saying and it's just set it and then the audience joins in and forget it and it's great <laughs> number two is any of and this is here more for central mental reasons more than anything else any of the big kev cleaning products i'm um, loving it not the right line i'm excited that's it Yeah. Ba, 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 ba. I'm loving it. He loves McDonald's. That's what oh. I'm trying to say. Um, and I mean, they weren't that great. They're just a bunch of cleaning products. But you know, I used to in- know a guy online who used the handle Big Kev. Oh, really? So, yeah. How is Kev? I haven't seen him in years. I caught up with him once. Well, you we know, had a big schnitzel together. You know that the real Big Kev died in 2005. So if it was actually. If it wasn't just a non-deplume mm. or a non screen if it was a non-lighter. Um, uh, uh, Nick, this is not the Halloween episode. You can't pull a, uh, but he died 12 years ago on this very night. Ah, uh, I was going to do that. Um, number one, however, and this is number one. I'm excited. What was is- that? <laughs> is that the ghost of Big Kev's past? <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, Big Ghost Kev. Big Ghost Kev. Um... Number one on my list, and this is number one with a bullet. Hmm. It's uh, Chef Tony with his Miracle Blade two set of knives. Miracle Blade two. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be stuck with Miracle Blade one, would you? <laughs> Absolutely not. Miracle Blade two was the uh, the infomercial that went for a solid half hour, and it had everything from he would uh, slice the skin off a tomato wedge, and then he would. I remember that. And then he would cut the skin lengthways, like uh, cut the skin. How would you describe it? He would bisect the entire layer of skin. Hmm. Um, and then they would take the bread knife over to a gyprock wall where they had an electrician installing a light switch yeah. using only a bread knife for some reason. <laughs> and then, Just in case that's the thing you want to do. Just in case. And then I think that was also the infomercial where they would throw a pineapple up, do two hacks at it with a knife and like a slice of pineapple would come out the middle oh shit yeah it was pretty impressive I kind of want those knives now I don't, I don't have a knife that can cut through a shoot. so those are your uh, your top three infomercials yeah those are my top three have you ever bought anything from an infomercial um no no you've never bought any uh, gravestone wax no I haven't bought any gravestone because wax because I really like the weird detail of it being Edgar Allan Poe's grave that they're doing that totally. on totally I like that three bottles is enough to clean a thousand tombstones. Yeah, it's a lot of tombstones. It's a lot of tombstones. And they give you, what is it, like a state of Iowa jelly mold or something with it? Uh, A state of Kansas, I reckon Kansas, Huh. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. I mean, the tombstones I own are getting pretty musty. Why do you... Is that because you're such a Treehouse of Horror fan that you wanted to immortalize the... um... What I like is to buy tombstones for my enemies, so that when they die, I can have them installed. Because if you beat the family to it, you can have a tombstone you, that uh, says whatever you want. If you can do that, you can have you can have whatever you want on the gravestones. Yeah, that's particularly evil of you, Mr. Jekyll. That's what I do. It's how I live. See, that's what I thought. I'm just pulling up State of Kansas Jello mold. Yeah, I have a feeling it's just a square tray. <laughs> is Kansas an entirely rectangular state? It's not far off. Huh. Huh. I had a feeling that would be a bit of a joke. But my knowledge of, of um, American geography is almost as bad as Americans' knowledge of everywhere geography. Yeah, you're not in Kansas anymore, Toto, so you oh, just don't understand. Hold the line. Love is in our ways, no, 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 no. You know, there's a um, there was a pizza restaurant near where I used to live called Toto's Pizzeria. Yeah, and I always hoped that their whole music was "Hold the Line." Pizza's not always on time, but I don't think it was. Yeah, did they bless the pizzas down in Africa? Uh, um, I think it was. Um, I like to rain down mozzarella. Okay. I like to rain down mozzarella. There's a line in this episode where Marge asks Homer who's using the power tools and he says, I don't know, some guy, I guess. Another phrase that I use all the time and I'd forgotten the context of. Oh, yeah. Just very flippantly. I feel like a lot of the quotes that we have adopted into our everyday life, just from general things, are very mm. flippant. They are. We are very flippant about things. We're a bunch of flippant men. Yeah. Just uh, some guy, I guess, is a very flippant thing to say about anything. About yeah, Totally but it is a line that I use all the time if I'm just not sure who is doing something. Yes, 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 absolutely. It's never like I should go and find out the details. No. <laughs> just some guy, I guess. Yeah, no, that's good. Mm. Hey, Jekyll, who do, you, uh, who do you pay your rent to? I don't know, some guy, I guess. Yeah. yeah it works. I yeah. like it. I was about to name how I pay my rent. I'm like, that's probably not a good idea on the podcast. Probably not necessary. So, uh, they, uh, what happens in this episode? Fuck. They, who is they in the context of what I'm saying here? Homer takes little Lisa to the VHS village, which was formerly the beta barn. What do you think it would have become after that? It would become like the DVD district, the DVD district, the Blu-ray building, good Blu-ray buildings, nice and easy. And then a place that sells Netflix subscriptions. Um, yes. The, the Netflix nook. Yep, the iTunes uh, interior. Sure, sure. Um, Hulu Home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Amazon Prime place. Who cares? <laughs> access access to online content license hut. Pirate Bay, Pirate Bay. Mm. And while he's there, he uh, he sees a bit of a, the McBain film, second McBain film. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. If McBain was a real movie, I think it would be a pretty good movie. <laughs> this whole no. thing with, you know, Scoey, who's going to retire tomorrow, and he's got to live forever. It's very unsubtle. And it's obviously meant as a parody of, you know, the Schwarzenegger films of the era, but it looks like so much fun. And this, this sequence is actually quite artful. Mm. It's like the shot through the keyhole, like all the... Pointless, just shot changes. I mm. have a lot of fun, and the guy riding out on a motorbike. Yes. Yeah, you know, this is meant to be ridiculous, but I would watch the fuck out of this movie. I would enjoy it a great deal. I could see you watching this movie. Yeah. And talking to me about it. Yeah, I would be telling you all the details, and you would be seeing. Saying, James, I swear to fucking god, if you don't shut the fuck up about this McBain film, I am going to run you down with my car. Yeah. And I would just keep going, and I'd leave the house later. I'd be walking down the street. And uh, a pair of headlights would just light up ominously on the street. I'm like, ah, oh, what's that? And this car would come barreling towards me, and I would try to leap out of the way, but it would be right at me. But then at the last moment, the car would be smashed out of the way by another car, and out of that car would step Nick, my friend. And I'd say, Nick, you saved me! And you would say, friendship runs deeper. Friendship runs deeper than any any animosity That might come out of your japery. And it'd be nice. It'd be a nice moment. Fuck. (laughs) So when the shark gets into the underwater fathering tank, that's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. I love the National Fatherhood Institute in this episode (laughs) because it's so fucking weird. So weird. Everything happening in there is bizarre and crazy. Does and it, I like it a great deal. Is it intentional that um, the initials of the National Fatherhood Institute are NFI, <laughs> Common Initialization for No Fucking Idea? Seems like a possibility. But you know, if they do need to implement underwater fathering at any point in society, we'll know how to do it. If Bioshock ever actually happens. Bioshock. Yep. Instead of adapting like the Ayn Randian principles of that fucking terrible game is based on... Uh. Uh, sorry fans of Bioshock, I don't like Bioshock. Sure. Uh, yeah, go to the National Fatherhood Institute. Sure. And I say that as a video game critic, Bioshock is not very good. Mm. Ken Levine, if you're listening, I'm sorry, that's just how it is. Right. I shouldn't be calling out Ken Levine so specifically on this podcast. Yeah. I not really- that Ken Levine is likely to be listening, he's pretty busy. Mm. Yeah. Ken Levine's the lead designer on Bioshock, you see. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, oh. I mean, I figured he had something to do with the. I, I, I ga- <laughs> He's not just some guy who likes Bioshock. I gathered from context he had something to do <laughs> with its construction or creation. The, um, the whole conceit of the episode that Homer fails a National Fatherhood Institute test fatherhood quotient. Yeah, that is literally just four questions in a magazine. Four questions in a magazine. I feel like this is preempting BuzzFeed by some time. Just oh, that's whole, a good point. You answer four questions and this will tell you which member of sex in the city you are or whatever. What kind of tree you are. Yeah, whether you're a good papa. I do like that later in the episode, Homer completely subverts this by, you know, he doesn't have an answer to the last question, who's another father you talk to, so he just runs outside Talks to Flanders for five seconds. Yeah. And then runs off again, declaring himself a perfect father. Yeah. I like that. What I like a little less, and this is just a sign of the times, is how much of this episode is dedicated to what a great guy Bill Cosby is. Yeah. Yeah, there is a weird. Uh, yeah, that. I mean, hasn't... it makes perfect sense back then when The Simpsons is competing against Bill Cosby. Mm hmm. And, you know, like saying what a great guy Bill Cosby is is sort of still taking a bit of a dig at him, but it's like a playful dig while also acknowledging, you know, what a comedy powerhouse this vile rapist is. Yeah, it certainly hasn't aged well. Yes. Um, And especially when we both had our eyebrows hit the ceiling because doesn't Homer say that... So so he gets the Bill Cosby book called Fatherhood. Yep. Yep. And I believe there's a quote that says the first law of intergenerational perversity. Yes. Cosby's first law of intergenerational perversity. And it's essentially reverse psychology is the... Yeah. Don't like that. That's an unfortunate turn of phrase Mm. for that uh, rapist cunt to have used in his book. Jesus. Uh, Bill Cosby, if you're listening, fuck you. (laughs) I'm sure Bill Cosby is not listening to this podcast, but... uh, Man, Bill Cosby and fucking Ken Levine are going to be sitting in their coffee table couch areas. Let's not imagine that Ken Levine is friends with Bill Cosby. That seems unfair. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. All I meant by that was they're both going to be sitting there, going, "What the hell? Why, why are we getting these? <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> what the hell does that mean?" <laughs> Jerry Stiller, we like you. You're okay. Mm. You're okay. You're yeah. fine. Is he still alive? He's still alive. Okay. I checked yesterday. <laughs> I'm very vigilant on Jerry Stiller. <laughs> you wanted to make sure he was going to make it through to 2018. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I was looking up someone else, and I thought while I was at it, I'm, <laughs> I'm just like- going to check that Jerry Stiller's still going as well. <laughs> Jerry's Stiller going. Yeah, he is still a going. Still a going. Yeah. So this episode's about soapbox derby race. Uh, Nelson's the bad guy. Mind's like the Elon Musk figure. Musk. Yep. And little buddy boy, he gets help from his dad, and then he betrays his dad, and his dad's very sad, but sure. it's not really a betrayal. Sure. And his dad is too sad, and he gets really pissy about it. Mad sad. Yeah. Uh, he cracks the mad sads. Nelson kind of returns as a villain in this one, in a way that he hasn't been in a while, I think. Yeah. He's a real piece of shit. He's, like, bumping those kids' heads together. He's got a knife. He gets, he's going to he knife people. Giving given a flick knife. Yeah. And he's whipping Bart. Yeah, he reminded me of Road Rash. There's this whole, like, Ben-Hur sequence that I haven't seen Ben-Hur, so I don't really know how accurate or close it is, but uh, it's definitely meant to be Ben-Hur. I'm pretty sure Ben-Hur was a bunch of 10-year-olds in some um, soapbox derby (laughs) races, so I think that works. Yeah, and when they made the remake, they had to age them up to 15. Mm. Mm, Because of new age classification laws. Yes. Mm. Ben-Hur. Ben him too. Uh... Martin really gets fucked up in this one. ben her? I hardly even know her. Yeah, he lights on fire. He burns. Martin? Yeah. 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 Do you think uh, maybe he dies in Death Dream? Oh, it's it's a big possibility, actually. I mean, we see him living in a hospital, but that could yeah. be a Death Dream. We see him in the hospital. I don't know if this is just an animation quirk, but he really seems to have a huge goiter on his neck. Yeah, his neck wasn't sitting right, was it? No. A uh, neck poor, is not meant to sit like that. Poor little Martin. I think Martin is more fucked up than anyone lets him... lets him know. Yeah. I don't know if Martin is okay at the end of this episode. Mm. So he puts Bart in his dangerous car and maybe Bart crashes and dies as well. It's hard to say. Everything's sort of a blur at this point. I'm quite sure Bart's dead. As a matter of fact, I think the only remaining character in The Simpsons that isn't dead... Is the seventh, uh, the sixth Simpson, the town of Springfield the, itself, the town of Springfield, the only one remaining who isn't dead. I was going to sure. say it was more likely to be the tenth Simpson than my Dingling kid. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the tenth Simpson was was Treehouse Burns. Uh, I mean these positions are flexible uh-huh. after a certain point. Oh, but I can't have my concept of four fingers in. You know okay, I mean? so Dingling kid is eleventh in. He's the eleventh okay. Simpson. <laughs> Thank you, finally. <laughs> The credit I deserve. Uh, Homer gets really upset about Bart wanting to ride in Martin's car. Mm-hmm. He basically declares that he has no son. The very same thing that Herschel Krastowski experienced with his father, mm. Hyman Krastowski 25 years earlier. Interesting. And that seems like uh, there's a lot of overreacting fathers. A lot of overreacting fathers. Yeah. Makes me wonder if maybe they were going through something in the writers' room that year. Maybe. Who can say? What do you think of this episode is it a good episode bad episode okay episode uh yeah i kind of enjoy it i mean i don't think it's gonna end up in my top five to, to, but... to the top five <sighs> yeah i think the fact that it um comes right after lisa's pony which is a slightly better slightly better episode doing the same kind of messages yeah yeah and there was that whole subplot in this one where lisa got a pony which i wasn't sure of it seemed like retreading the I same know, ground. No, no, that wasn't the B story in this episode. Yeah, she gets that um pony. She calls it uh, Princess 2. <laughs> two Pony, Too Furious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then she cra- uh, crashes it during that race. He rewards both of his children with racing implements. That's one a- of which is made of flesh and blood and bone. Hmm. The other of wood and steel. Hmm. Hmm. Both elements by which they can extricate themselves from his poor parenting yes he's giving his children the means of escape he is but then uh they don't escape they ultimately both give up their means of escape Mm. to further their relationship with their estranged father Mm. Hmm. strange yes so that's the simpsons that's whatever episodes these were uh yes lisa the pony and uh bart gets a cart (laughs) Bart avoids getting hurt by (laughs) Uh, Nick has had to exit the room so I'm going to do the final little send off thing thanks for listening we're both very tired as we recorded this one probably shows but you know whatever it's okay it was a free podcast you didn't have to pay anything for it Unless we have for some reason set up a Patreon account by now. But that seems unlikely. We've got no reason to set up a Patreon account. We don't want to make more content than we're making already. We have to keep it free. Uh, this is like a this is turning into a bit of a Mark Maron rant because I am on a sugar high right now. Uh, who are you guys? Uh, yeah, we are on Twitter at Key Springfield. Instagram, Pods in the Key of Springfield. Facebook, Pods in the Key of Springfield. Email, Pods in the of Springfield at gmail.com. That's probably enough information. Uh, thank you very much. If we got anything wrong in this episode, feel free to let us know, or even better, don't let us know, because the episode's been recorded now, it's out there, we're not going to go back and edit it, are we? Uh, yes, have a good one, woozer, wuzzle. It's free! hate anyone that ever had a pony when they were growing up i had a pony